Are you ready for the big game? At The Designery, we can help you arrange your kitchen in the perfect way to feed everyone coming over for the big game. I'm Dana Merrill, the owner of The Designery in North Raleigh. And I am True Merrill. The Designery grand opening, we're scheduled to open May 16th and do our grand opening party then. We're going to be catering some food. We're doing some giveaways. We have a VR headset, an Echo Show, some kitchen gadgets, and some fancy knives. 12 to 2 p.m. Please stop by our showroom, 3030 Wake Forest Road. That's The Designery at the designery.com state at duke this weekend i'm taking the under i don't even know what the under is i'm taking the under entertainment purposes only i'm taking the under mike elko's defense is shaking with excitement to face an inexperienced quarterback i know state fans are excited about mj morris and i get it but the defense is too because when you have a a, a defense that is sound and multiple, meaning you can bring a bunch of different pressures from all over the place, you're going to be excited to uh, play any inexperienced quarterback. And it's also beneficial for Duke, the fact that they had a chance to regroup with an off week Mm -hmm. and kind of assess what MJ Morris does. Like They actually kind of, I think, have a little bit of an advantage going in because they They, can regroup, get healthy, really reset themselves coming off that tough loss in Notre Dame. Their coaches probably watched the the state game MJ Morris's first start against Marshall in real time, right? It's not like they were getting tape, you know, late Saturday night and and cracking it open for the first time Sunday morning. They they were literally watching it in real time because they were on a bye week, right? Probably somewhere where they were recruiting. Here's Dave Doran, the head coach of NC State, on what he's seen from MJ Morris. Come on, Dave. Ah, we got a froze. Froze over here, Friday the 13th. Hopefully that's not what he's seen from him. <laughs> I've seen him freeze. Uh, no, it's just it's the you know the, the, bad, the bad juju, the bad vibes from Friday the 13th are spreading from my ability to remember names to the computers. Uh, but luckily, Dennis has fought off those bad spirits. Here's Dave Dorn, head coach NC State, on what he's seen from MJ Morris. Really the same stuff we saw last week. I mean, he prepared well. He's prepared well all year. And... Uh, he took to heart, you know, the conversation he and I had in the preseason that at any minute you're one play away from running this football team, whether it's by injury or something else. And the day that you don't prepare that way is probably the day you play and then you're mad at yourself, right? So he did that. I mean, he went into every practice like he was a starter, to his credit. And uh, last week he prepared well, and I think, you know, first quarter obviously had his bumps and, and was able to push through that. So I think that was good, you know, to see him respond to adversity and now understand the team saw that too, the grit that he carries, not just an energy or a spark, but, you know, how resilient he is. Mike Elko's, Mike Elko's defense is saying, oh, he responds to adversity well? Let's give him some. Right? I mean, that, that's how defenses think. Young quarterbacks, targets, bullseyes. Oh, Gibson's defense, by the way, Tony Gibson's defense, this is why I'm picking the under, because Tony Gibson's defense for State feels almost the exact same way. They're shaking in their boots to either face an inexperienced quarterback in Henry Beelin or a hobbled quarterback in Riley Leonard. They're they're doing the same little, little happy dance. When you have, by the way, Mike Elko, Tony, Tony Gibson, that's a high-level defensive mind matchup, right? You look at that, take the under. Then you mix in the fact that the quarterback situations are a little unsteady on both sides. Uh, you take the under. Here's Mike Elko on the latest on the Duke's quarterback. The or, Sorry, the Duke Blue Devils quarterback, Riley Leonard. 
from an injury update just to stop you guys from asking um you know riley's dealing with an ankle uh he's day-to-day he's recovering he's making really really strong progress uh he was out moving around throwing the ball this morning um you know we'll see what happens this weekend but uh i do think the outlook for him is is really positive for the rest of the season so we'll see when we can get him back we'll just list him as day-to-day for now day-to-day cop out Day-to-day. Ask me again tomorrow. I lo- right? I-, I love that. He comes back with, I'm just going to say this so you guys can stop asking. He's day-to-day. So we should ask again tomorrow? <laughs> yes. Here's, the, again, I hope Riley Leonard's back. I hope he's healthy. I hope that NC State wants him back and healthy. Right? I think you, you want to face everybody at their strength. I think you want to beat everybody at their strength. Uh, I, ho- I hope it's that way. But if not, if they do have to roll with a backup with very little experience in Beelin, if they do have to roll with with Riley Leonard, a shell of his uh, his former self, defensive coordinators that they don't feel sorry for you, right? It's not oh your quarterback's a little banged up, his ankle hurts. Well, we won't bring more than you know. We'll play Pro Bowl rules. Remember the Pro Bowl used to not be able to blitz, four four man rush only. We'll play Pro Bowl rules since your quarterback's hurt. Nobody does that. Your quarterback's hurt. We're bringing six every single opportunity we can. And we're going to try to confuse him, and we're going to try to knock him down, and then he's going to stand up, and we're going to try to knock him down, and then we're going to give him our hand as if we're asking him, hey, do you need help getting up? And when he reaches for it, we're going to pull it away and say, too slow. We are going to mess with his brain as much as we possibly can. That's what defensive coordinators think. They're, They're an angry bunch. They're loyal, but they're angry. My defensive coordinator... In college, who, by the way, won a Super Bowl with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as their safeties coach, uh, didn't call me by my name until halfway through my sophomore year. He would just go quarterback because he didn't like quarterbacks. Till one one day I, I uh, took a hit in spring ball that was, I guess, hard enough, and I stood up quick enough that I earned some kind of respect, and he came over and he said, Donnelly? And I was like, whoa, you know my name? Goodness gracious, big moment. That's a defensive coordinator right there. They don't exactly care if your quarterback is young and inexperienced. They're going to try to ruin their day anyway. Also, MJ Morris, the one-game bump is over. We talked about it yesterday. You can go check it on the podcast and everything else. Uh, but the the juice that you got last week, probably not going to be there in as much abundance uh, as it was last week. You can only ride that for so long. The, you know? Yeah. it's Well, actually, I'll put it this way. Most of the time, it's one game occasionally a quarterback takes over and it's the rest of the season. It's never, you never get the bump for like three games where everyone's rallying around you. Yeah. Sometimes you get like the Nick Foles where it's like, sure, why not? And since, you know, we're stuck in the on position for all the juice and rallying around the quarterback and we're just going to keep doing it. Uh, or, or, I mean, that also has to do with actually, no, you know what I'm going to say? And this is how I worded it yesterday and it applies to this the juice from here on out is earned, mm-hmm. right? Like uh, Kurt Warner taking over for Trent Green, right? You get that one moment where it's, hey, this guy was bagging groceries and selling insurance. Let's all rally around him and play well. And then, oh, he's playing well. All right, let's keep with the energy. Oh, he's still playing well. Oh, let's keep with the energy. He might be an NFL MVP. Let's keep with the energy. Oh, my goodness. He's taking advantage of Tory Holt and Isaac Bruce. And uh, let, let's keep it. It's like, then it's going back and forth. It's it, it only lasts one week if the quarterback isn't reflecting it back with good play, right? So if MJ Morris goes out there and throws for three touchdowns and no interceptions and he's keeping that offense buzzing and, and keeping that offense 
cruising, then the, the energy's not going anywhere. But then it's earned. Then it's not just you're the, the backup quarterback, so we're rallying around you energy. It's you're the backup quarterback that came in and changed our season, so we're going to give you the energy that, that you're reciprocating, right? It, it, to give respect or to get respect, you have to give respect. From this point on, to get energy, you have to give energy, right? To get success, you have to give success for MJ Morris. And that would be true for, for Beelan also. Right, because if Beelan steps in for Riley Leonard, they haven't. That would be their one-game bump. That would be his first start against a crosstown rival at home. Everyone would be rallying around him, so it'd be a, a different feel for the game. Another game taking place in the Triangle: Miami at UNC. Big game, big game for the the Carolina Tar Heels. I'm going to tell you the number one thing. And by the way, we talked about our YouTube community. Uh, we like our YouTube community to have variety, okay? So we don't just want you to agree with us. We hope that you actually choose to agree with us occasionally. But if you disagree all the time, put it in the comments. And and when we, when I post something or when we post one of our segments about Carolina and how they could be a legit college football playoff team or Drake May did this or what the offense could look like with Tez Walker that, right? When we post one of these, one of the number one comments we get, and I'm and I'm not just saying, uh, um, right, I'm not just throwing out there like, you know, th- this is a comment from at Wolfpack Nation four four nine nine seven seven, right? It's not it's not all just uh, the exact opposite of who would be complimentary to to UNC, um, but the number one reply we get is, I'll I'll start believing in them or I'll buy it or I'll agree with you once they beat someone real right? Once they play a real offense, once they play a real defense, not a lot of love for like South Carolina, App State, and Syracuse coming into the the, the comment section, which, hey, right? Everyone judges differently. If you only judge the super quality wins, they haven't exactly played a bunch of ranked opponents. Miami is, as far as production before the last 40 seconds of a game, Top 15 in the country. Now, they've dropped to 25 because they didn't take a knee last week, and if you haven't seen that situation, uh, I'm jealous of you because you get to go experience it for the first time by Googling Miami Hurricanes kneel down and and just just watch it and enjoy, right? The, the Hurricanes made one of the worst uh, post or uh, late game clock management blunders that we've seen of all time to give a win to Georgia Tech. Uh Without that scenario, Miami's a top 15 team. So this for North Carolina is an opportunity to shut up all those naysayers. I know I know Dennis is big on receipts, right? Oh, I keep them. Yeah, if if Carolina encourage others to do too. Yeah, exactly. If 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 Carolina wants to shut up all those, I'll believe it when you play someone real. I'll believe it when you play a ranked opponent. Go smash Miami. And then go back to you know Wolfpack fan nine nine four four seven seven and uh, and let them know. I'm making that person up. That's not a legitimate commenter. But uh, but uh, you know this is an opportunity for them to show themselves. Also, this is what I'm calling the first game where they are as they envisioned. Right. This is the first game where Carolina has the team that they envisioned having when their their season began. Tez Walker was back last week after being named eligible during their bye, but. He was back in person, not in role, right? He was eligible to play at six catches, 43 yards, but 
obviously it takes a little bit of an adjustment period. I'd say game two, after having a 40-7 to win against Syracuse, game two of the Tez Walker era, now you're you. Like, now you are as you envisioned. Here's their quarterback, Drake May, on the advantage of having Tez Walker. You know, he makes it look smooth. Um, he's uh, got, we got a lot of work, you know, after practice still, even when he was, um, you know, ineligible and uh, just kind of getting him back in, into the groove and um, getting him in there and having him and JJ and, and those outside guys bounce, you know, playing different spots and, and adjusting to the news, having Tez back, you know, for full. And, you know, we, we've thrown a lot of, got a lot of reps with Tez in the spring. And, it's like, you know, we, I feel like we haven't lost anything over the summer and even into the fall, you know, when the season came, I feel like we haven't lost anything. And him and Marcus over there, you know, they went out at all spring. And um, I feel like he, he did a great job of getting Marcus better and Marcus the same with Tez. So, uh, you know, just kind of the same mentality of all those work, the, those that work in the spring is coming to pay off. Did they do some work in the spring? He was big on, he was big on work in the spring. Um, Tez Walker was a preseason All-ACC first team receiver. Right. The media looked at the role he was expected to play with with Carolina, mixed it in with the ability he showed at Kent State uh, bef- before entering the transfer portal for the first or second time or third time or fourth time. That's all water under the bridge. Uh, but the, they looked at, at his role and his ability and said he will be one of the, the really elite wide receivers in the ACC this year. This is not uh, professional football. Okay, well, <laughs> maybe it is. Uh, NIL changes everything. But what I mean is you you can't trade for a player midseason, right? There, there's no uh, free agent sitting at home that you can go sign and bring in, right? So North Carolina is really the only or one of a very small handful of college football teams that at this point in the season are going to get reinforcements at a – at a place of, of need, right? They need a red zone and touchdown scoring wide receiver. Right now, Carolina is leading the ACC in yards passing per game, and they are third worst in passing touchdowns. So they're cranking out yards, but not getting the passing game in the end zone. Tez Walker had 11 receiving touchdowns last year for Kent State. That exactly matches the total that Josh Downs had at North Carolina. 11 receiving touchdowns uh, is the same total for both from last season. Right? If, if uh, I mean, name another team. If Duke, if NC State has a position of need, they're like, oh, man, I thought our, uh, what our interior defensive line would have been better. I thought our slot receivers would have been better. Whatever they they need, and th- those aren't, aren't applicable to those two teams. But I'm saying whatever they need, they can't go be like, all right, let's go see who's on waivers. They can't go, all right, let me go call up uh, Boston College. They have a lost season. Let's see if we can trade for one of their players. Like that doesn't exist in college. But but UNC kind of got that by way of Tez. He's atop their wide receiver depth chart now. They're done ramping up. That was last week. He got six catches. Saw the ball into his hands, got hit a few times. Miami is good. They're talented. They need all hands on deck. They have all hands on deck. 
Thank you for listening to the Best of the Drive podcast. We're here with Coach Pete, Capital Financial Advisory Group. Coach, let's hear about your power plan. Well, Coach Pete's power plan, 22 steps to get you on the right direction for retirement. Also, make sure you have a successful, income-filled retirement. Tim, the next 10 people are going to give that away. No cost or obligation. For the power plan, call 800-691-3215. You can also go ahead and text Tim to 600-700. The phone number, 800-691-3215, or text Tim to 600-700. Speaking of UNC, we have UNC football tickets that you can enter to win. Text UNC, just those three letters, to 919-860-5326. That's UNC to 919-860-5326 to enter for a chance to win a pair of tickets to see UNC play Virginia. That's not the this week. It's the next week, uh, October 21st, UNC versus Virginia. If you want to enter for a Uh, a chance to win a pair of tickets, text UNC to 919-860-5326. Elsewhere around the ACC, UNC is going to keep one eye on a couple of scores. Syracuse at Florida State. Part of the the beauty of conference, uh, the way conferences are set up, is you weirdly become fans of teams that you wouldn't really expect. Yeah. Uh, UNC is like, hey, let's go Garrett Schrader. Come on, Garrett Schrader. Big <laughs> Syracuse fan, right? They're going. He's from the state of North Carolina. Let's support that guy. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, all of a sudden that matters, right? right? Every other time they're like, he left the state of North Carolina. Now he's from the state of North Carolina. Uh, big Garrett Schrader fan. Um, Because you, Florida State, like right now what you're looking for is, you wouldn't say this out loud, but you're looking for wiggle room, right? UNC knows all they can control is winning out the rest of their ACC games, right? There is a weird world where they win out the rest of their ACC games, yet they still don't make the ACC championship by way of a tiebreaker. They can't worry about that. However, if Florida State loses, suddenly your paths to to the ACC championship become guaranteed if you win out in the ACC. Suddenly, uh, you have a little bit of wiggle room. You might even get in with a loss in the ACC. So you're watching this game, you're a big Syracuse fan, because Florida State is in your tier, and you're rooting against everyone in your tier. Similarly, Louisville at Pitt. If you would have told like Louisville is getting dark horse college football playoff vibes on certain graphics on certain national television shows, where they put up a graphic with like, these long shots have a chance. Louisville is up there. If you would have told me that after I watched the Louisville-NC State game, I would have told you you were crazy. And by the way, that wasn't that long ago. Jack Plummer, that offense, got bottled up by NC State. Credit to NC State, but also it didn't look like a legit like undefeated run possibility. But now they're in the top 25. They're playing at Pitt. Pitt is a team that's gotten bullied a few times. Right and and Louisville has an opportunity to stick in that race. We 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 kind of anticipated some of these. We we knew Florida State was going to be good. Uh, I didn't think they would be as good as they looked maybe week one, and they've come back down to earth a little bit. Uh, but we we knew Florida State would be near the top of the ACC. We knew Carolina had a chance to be at the top of the ACC. Uh, some of us were very high on Duke, even if maybe not that high. Um, I don't think anyone predicted Louisville to be this good. 
They rebuilt their team in the transfer portal. Uh, we talked to to Brom, their new coach, up uh, you know whatever Brom it is. There's three or four of them that all played. Uh, we talked to him at, at ACC kickoff. He seemed confident, but even he was doing the coach speak thing, right? We're we're just trying to get better, just trying to you know we're not putting the cart before the horse style stuff. So that game becomes fascinating, right? If there's a like a a big upset that you know. I think if you looked into my heart of hearts, I wouldn't be that surprised by. If Pitt gives Louisville a run, and I'm I'm not high on Pitt, if Pitt gives Louisville a run, I'd go, man, it felt like it felt like Louisville was due for one of these. Right? An air out of the balloon game. At Pitt, which by the way, you talk about the the crowd giving you energy. You're not gonna get any. You're not gonna get positive or negative from from Pitt this year. It is a uh it is a fascinating game, that that one in the ACC. And UNC will be watching, which is always an interesting deal, right? The whole scoreboard watching when the games are going on, it's tough. Hey, we are getting to that point of the season now where, again, UNC really needs to just start paying attention to, like, all right, there's like Louisville, five teams, Florida yeah. State. Yeah, like, it's there's a lot that actually is riding on the line. Even though UNC's not going to play Louisville, mm-hmm. there's still a lot on the line. It's, it's, and part, part of, partially, that's why you have to scoreboard watch, which yeah. stinks, right? Like, because Duke it. plays Louisville. So if Duke stays on their, their heater in the ACC, they can control their own destiny against Louisville. And you can take some comfort in that. You don't have to scoreboard watch as much because yeah. you're like, if they win, we'll take care of them later. And Duke has Florida State as well. So so same thing. They're not, I mean, it's again, the wiggle room would be nice, but you're still watching it going, fine, whatever happens there, we'll have our chance to settle that on the field, which is really all you can ask for as a player. UNC is watching going, we're not going to get our chance to settle that on the field pre-ACC championship game. So we need some help from our conference brethren. That's where you start rooting for Garrett Schrader, right? Do the cool fake thing where you're the smoothest guy on the planet and you go play action and stand back there and sell the fake and and then tuck it and run. Do Do the thing. Do the thing you do. Yeah, he did it. Like, that's what you're doing. How about that? How about you ready this for a Friday the 13th wild and crazy conspiracy theory that I, this this isn't a real thought but how crazy would it be? Okay. If teams start using the transfer portal to boost up teams they need to win games. Okay. Like like UNC sends their backup quarterback to to Pitt because they're like we have Drake May, we want him to get reps for this year, we'll send him to Pitt. Right, he'll start games there, and and we'll have a handshake agreement that after this year he'll go back in the portal, and we'll bring him back. Pitt, would you take one one year of a better quarterback than you'd have otherwise? Who'd they have? Jerkovic, who's now moving to tight end. <laughs> Is he really? Uh, there were rumors that he was. I think the coaches shut it down, but but Go he on. was he was interested in it. some like team reporters. I'm not saying rumors like yeah. crazy message board. Like there was a discussion amongst like people that cover the team that he'd be moving to, to tight end. I'm just saying it's crazy conspiracy theory that I wouldn't bring up on any day other than Friday the 13th, hmm. but it feels like something we could do. At Wake Med MyCare 365, we deliver convenience others only talk about every day of the year. Primary care and urgent care under one roof. Multiple locations, virtual visits, walk-in or schedule an appointment online. From annual physicals and routine care to sinus infection, strep, or the flu, we couldn't be more convenient. Learn more about our kind of care and our kind of convenience at wakemed.org. 